to play now Put me in the game now I came here to prove it, I'm ready to do it I can't be afraid now Put me on the stage now I'm ready to rage now I feel like an animal stuck in a cage And I'm ready to break out Bonjour les sons, the house, how are you? All good in the hood, I hope. And it is Wednesday. Can I get a DJ air horn? You can. It's pretty loud this early in the morning. I do have my headset on. One of the main reasons uh, for my headset, ladies and gents, is um, because I've got a guest on. And I'm uh, pretty damn excited about my guest today. Before I um, put my guest on, um, one thing that I want to do and give to you this morning is a little pick-me-up. Um, I'm going to be delving deep with uh, a good friend of mine, Mr. Rob Moore, uh, talking about lockdown, talking about lots of different things. And uh, I'm going to be really, really excited because we are going to be dropping some knowledge bombs. But before I invite Rob on, I'm just going to give you a little thing that I created this morning. And for some reason, this is, this is really strange, ladies and gents. I woke up in the morning and this was the first thing on my mind. And what's really weird about this lockdown period is I keep coming up with random content ideas. And uh, it, I suppose it's because I am literally going a bit stir crazy in the fact that I've spent two weeks almost, almost in self-isolation. And uh, yeah, I, I get to go out tomorrow, which I'm really, really excited about because I get to go back to the sea dips, I get to go back to my power walks, and most importantly, I get to go back to my work to my studio because it's madness here literally shouting at the missus because she's got to get kids ready and one minute before going having to try and find everything it is madness so it's going to be a little bit less mad as of tomorrow but understand this people are feeling a bit shit at the moment and if you ever feel useless always remember that someone made a protective case for a nokia 3310 okay so never feel useless because there's nothing more useless than that Anyway, ladies, and, and also I thought that was quite funny. Um, and because I can't hear your laughter, I've got my own sound effect for that. So um, laugh, okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, ladies and gents, so you know, I, I've got applause, I've got laughter, I've got everything. I don't, I don't need your validation. You, know, you can keep your comments, but I can create my own. I can create my own morale just by clicking a button. Ladies and gents, I am very excited because I have a very good friend of mine, Mr. Rob Moore. The man is relentless. He's written about 747 books, um, two, two, probably 23 podcasts, um, relentless. And uh, it's a massive inspiration to me because whenever I see people work at that you know, work rate, it gives me a kick up the arse and uh, inspires me to carry on doing what I'm doing. So without further ado, ladies and gents, it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you today, Mr. Rob Moore. Rob, let's get you on. How are you, Rob? I'm good, Jay. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on your show. I'm also hugely inspired by you, Jay, and what you do. So um, it's nice to have that mutual friendship and respect for each other because, you know, um, it's not often you really connect with people on a you know, on a deep level, you don't need to know people for 30 years to, um, you know, we've what, known each other for sort of a couple of years, really. Um, but so yeah. I want to say thank you for you too. Yeah, I, I sent you a screenshot because um, I had a flashback from a year ago when I came up to your studio to do a podcast. I can't believe that was a year ago. You know, 
people can say, oh, what happened to this year? We kind of know what's happened to this year. <laughs> it's been absolutely madness. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's been uh, great listening and, and watching everything that you do, Robin. As I say, it always massively inspires me. So I think my quest, first question to you, uh, Mr. Moore, is how, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Um, I think everything has an upside that we perceive is all downside. And so to try and get myself through news of second lockdowns and crazy political, you know, emotional ranting that's going on across the world, I just try and look at the upside in it. Um, and so I've got a lot to be grateful for in my life. Um, I've got an amazing family. I've got great people around me. You know, I've made some good money over the years. Um, and I think that for me, wisdom is seeing the upside in the downside. And actually, business-wise, um, we're probably, our margins are probably 30, 35% now net profit, whereas they were probably 5 to 10% before the lockdown. So we can do way more money on, on less turnover, which is, of course, an easier way to do business. Um, yeah, so, of course, there are challenges in the world. I feel people's pain. You know, I am an entrepreneur like yourself, and, and I try and support a lot of entrepreneurs and I think sometimes, you know, the way the government are handling this, I mean, it's a poison chalice is the first thing I've got to say. And everyone thinks they could do better. Well, do you know what? I think politics is probably like right up there with parenting is one of the hardest things to do in the world. Um, yeah. But I just feel like entrepreneurs and business owners, especially those sort of self-employed, smaller business owners, just need a bit more help and support from the government. Uh, you know, you're massive into training and fitness and one of my inspirations, Jay, but why they shut gyms now, it's just, it just beggars belief to me. Um, but again, trying to see the upside in the situation. <laughs> yeah, and I think it can be frustrating. Um, I, I did a post about it and I know there's a petition going around at the moment to kind of keep gyms open. And as much as it's frustrating, you know, one thing I'd be saying to people is, you know, sign the petition but also understand that you're still working on the government's time. So even if you get all those signatures, it still takes 28 days to be heard. And by that time, we're out of lockdown. And I think a lot of the time now is just letting people know like the importance of things like this. And, and it's crazy because obviously Boris doesn't lift. And uh, and, and, and that, that, is, that is a blatant thing. So Boris, you know, for somebody who doesn't really understand the impact that a, a gym facility and, and actually lifting weights and everything else like that has on people beyond aesthetics, um, it's so easy for someone to say, we'll just go out for a run then. And it's just like, oh, okay, problem solved. Yeah. Um, it, it's not as easy as that because yes, okay, you know, there are many different habits that you can still get a benefit from. You know, I've set up a, a, a home gym uh, and I've made do but give me a gym any day of the week to go to because it's not just you know it's not just uh, lifting the weight it's the whole process of putting tools down to focus your energy and time on something else and when you obviously got home gym I, I've still got my home thoughts you know when I'm mm. setting something up as a temporary solution run most certainly is an absolute game changer uh, and something I'm looking forward to doing as of next week out of um, self-isolation but there's just you know I I uh, started the gym when I was 13 and the reason being was I was probably going to get expelled from school and the teachers saw that I had a, you know, I, I enjoyed going to the gym and, and doing stuff like that. So they actually opened the gym up at lunch times and uh, allowed some of us to go in there and, and they obviously thought, right, let's just go and let 
you know, allow them to let off some steam at, at lunchtime. And, that, and that's for the last two years of my school life, that's all I went every lunchtime to the gym. That was, you know, a habit that had built up from, from a child. So to have, you know, I, I think, you know, I've had a love-hate relationship with the gym uh, as I've been building my business because as you are focused on your business, sometimes you prioritise working to actually training. And I remember when I had my own gym facility, I spent, you know, I'd go up into my office at 5 a.m. sometimes, be looking down at the gym, this amazing gym facility, but then I, would, I wouldn't have time to go and work out. And it, it was crazy because you, you could literally just walk downstairs and go to this state-of-the-art facility. Mm. And it's, I think a lot of it is understanding that these things should be non-negotiables. I think some of the things that you should set in your, um, your diary as investments of your time and effort is exercise and vacations slash holidays. I think, mm. I think a lot before I, and obviously this is pre-pandemic, so oh, we just go on holiday. No, <laughs> but I, I, I used to look at holidays as a distraction as in right that's gonna I'm gonna have to have immense amount of stress to organizing I'm sure you've had this too but when you're when you have a couple of days away in the sun it literally changes your whole way you think mm. and so many people don't look at that as an investment and I think the like the gym is an investment and, and same with time off mm. something that a lot of people are struggling with at the moment you know I think as well with the lockdown period have you found yourself working more since this lockdown has been announced? Lockdown 1.0, yes. Um, because um, I, I, I've just finished two books. One is called Reinvent Yourself, which is a book I've written with Gerald Ratner. And another one is called Opportunity. And they come out December and then probably Feb. And um, change is something that is vital in reinvention and creating opportunity. And change is something that humanity often resists. And we hold on to what's old and comfortable, as you know, in your line of work, Jay. So I try to um, help people create a process for change. And um, I create a six-step process. And step one is nearly always denial the denial stage. <laughs> no, everything will be all right. Don't worry about it. We're not going to get locked down. This, There's no big virus, you know. And because I was in that denial stage, I, I, I would argue that most of us were, even the most, um, you know, adaptive thinkers. Um, and I had an events business. I still do. But I had an events business that does 850 training days a year. So I was quite um, invested into denial <laughs> because, of course, if the lockdown happened, I go from 850 training days a year to zero a year. So um, after the denial stage, you know, can come the, the fear and the resistance. And that all came into me. And, and that was actually, again, I always try and have the mindset. There's an upside in every downside. So I, I spent two weeks in denial, hoping it would go away. And then when I realized that, look, this lockdown's coming and there's nothing I can do about it, but there was some fear that kicked in. I run 850 events a year. That brings in what, what often 20 million pound a year for me. Well, I'm going to go to zero. This is, this is a problem. But that fear actually motivated me. And I started getting up at 3 a.m. I created a plan B business model, a plan C business model, a plan D business model. Plan this, sound, this sounds like... This, this sounds like a I'm talking, this sounds like an echo of me. Um, <laughs> yeah. it, it does. It's, 
that, that fear, you know, some of talk about fight, flight or freeze. Um, some people, it just causes them to freeze. And I see this as well with fitness professionals. You know, people join the groups, they ask all the questions, but they don't actually take any action. Um, and mm. it's fear. Uh, and then you've got other people like yourself and, and you know, and, and me as well that are literally up early going, right, let's pivot, let's change, let's see what we can do. How can we make the best of this bad situation? Go, 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 go. Mm. And, and and I found this, this very, very similar, you know, the first lockdown and, and of, of course this one, because obviously not only four days before this lockdown, one of my friends got uh, COVID and then I literally got a, a trace and track email to say, right, you've got to self-isolate for two weeks. And that was a massive knock because I was like mentally prepared for four days to kind of get my ducks in a row, ready to start mm. lockdown. And then suddenly have those four days taken away and I was like, um, and then, you know, having to spend the whole day of pondering, ready for that, you know, ready yeah. for that change. And I think, as you're saying, um, with regards to, is it six stages you've got with regards to change? Yeah. I think it sounds very similar. Have you heard of the uh, Kubler-Ross uh, grief cycle? Uh, yes. When I was doing my research for my change model, uh, there are changes in grief models. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I have. And it's very similar the way the way that people like change grief anything in their life in, in in somebody's life that involves uh i think uh i, I used to quote from mike tyson everyone has a plan until we get punched in the face <laughs> and uh life seems to punch us in the face quite a bit very often in the nuts yeah, <laughs> yeah. well yeah exactly and i think some people can work through these i think from a habit point of view you know these these uh cycles can take months or even years for some people but one as with anything once you're aware and understand them they can take a matter of days and sometimes mm -hmm. people go through them the wrong way round, mm -hmm. um where they, they they don't get kind of the anger and frustration they they get acceptance and then they crack on and they realize that they haven't taken that time to grieve and get angry and and yeah. all that kind of stuff and i think that's where mm. i see a lot of I think with myself with the first lockdown, I was straight into acceptance uh, and that, and then it took, took, you know, then I think as the lockdown went on, I started getting a lot angrier and that. Mm. So it was kind of a backwards cycle, if that makes sense. So um, the first, so the first two stages uh, of yours, Rob, of the change. So we got um, denial, we got fear, although the first two, yeah. Yeah. Let me, um, let me get them up actually. Um, because I literally created this model about a week ago. Um, and I've broken them down into two sections. I'm just going to search in my inbox, see if I can find them. Um, let's have a look here. Okay. It's one of those things where, have you ever seen when you've got an iPhone and, and you see something on your phone and then you show somebody and then instantly it either switches off or it takes ages to load the page. And I swear, <laughs> yeah, just when you need it the most. Yeah. I swear that Apple have invented this thing that's when it sees two faces, it, it instantly slows the phone down to like dial up connection. <laughs> and it's, it's the same when you get, when I've had something, like, oh, just let me just check something. And then it feels like the entire world is slowing down. Sorry, I'm not, you put me on the spot here, which is all good. <laughs> Let's just roll with it. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm going to end up wasting your time by not finding it. Um, but really, the first three stages of the chaos stage, the, 
or the chaos part and then the last three stages are the order part so you know desire things like denial uh, resistance and then you know you're moving into acceptance evaluation and action and actually i'd never really thought about it until you said it jay but you're spot on um that sometimes people accept change too quickly and don't go through the necessary process because my wife always says to me rob you need to be bored more um because i find it hard to be bored but when you're bored ideas come to you you rest your mind you know you're able to process things that have got stuck in your head and when it comes to change the evaluation part is important the sort of maybe the the denial part is important because you know sometimes there's fear there of change but then the thing doesn't actually happen and so actually had you not taken time to go through denial and resistance um you actually might have changed too quickly because i know loads of entrepreneurs and you'll see this jay all the time they're, they're literally change junkies and they're on a new business model every six months uh, and of course you know how long does it take to grow a tree you know they expect to put an acorn in the ground the next day and come back and go well where's my fucking tree that acorns that, that acorn scammed me there's no fucking tree what's going on here uh, and it doesn't work like that does it so i think that, that, you know you, you have a, a natural cycle i mean i could probably evolve this model even more and add in sort of a rough timeline so going back to your initial question lockdown 1.0 i was in denial and sort of resistance phase which created quite a lot of fear which actually was leveraged as energy to quickly go into evaluation implementation stage in the order stage and within within what a week which completely changed our business model and then what used to take six months really to, to write a course end to end for us, we were doing one a week. And now we have 17 online courses. And before lockdown, we had uh, zero online courses. Um, and, uh, and now we're a global business, not just a national business. So uh, the lockdown's actually been really good to us. On the notes, on the note of the gym, I wanna come back to something you said, cause it's really important. You're right, I love Boris doesn't lift and not really thought about that. but. It's not just you and your exercise, because I, I, um, I shared um, Al's post and tried to get a load of petitions because uh, I think it's I think it's the right thing to do. But like you, I wasn't going to stop exercising because I couldn't go to the gym. I'm lucky enough to have a home gym. I thought, OK, what's the upside? Change my gym routine. Exercise, I love exercising outdoors and I've forgotten that. I push the sled now. There's no there's no sled in my gym. I've got a tire that I can flip. There's no tire in my gym. So my brain's immediately going, what's the upside? you know, deal with it, see benefit of it. But in a gym, what about all the PTs, you know, who, who get their business from the gym? What about the gym owners? What about all the suppliers to the gym owners? You know, there's all these people. Are, it's like when you, you know, when, when you, you stop a self-employed person doing business, there's suppliers, there's customers, there's staff, there's taxation. There's about 12 different taxes we pay. You know, there's business rates, there's court tax, there's income tax. All of this stuff stops. So, yeah, and, and keeping a takeaway open that's going to take 10 years off your life, but shutting a gym that might add 10 years to your life, that, that to me doesn't make sense. But the lockdown has created many great opportunities. And, you know, um, it, selling information, creating a consultancy business, pivoting to online, you know, inspired by what you've done, inspired by what Jack Wicks has done. Um, PTs who only ever had one-to-one -one coaching can now do global online coaching so we must fight for what's right keep gyms open but we must also simultaneously figure out how we pivot and evolve and respond and react and actually lockdown has been brilliant for my business it also gave me time 
Um, so, you know, a lot of people furloughed, oh, Netflix, you know, Doritos. Um, and that's how they're reacting to furlough. Well, I've um, finished two books and I've got a, another three-ish, maybe four, one of them probably won't publish, but um, th that I'm able to write doing more social media content like you with your daily lockdown lives. Yeah. So this is a, this is a mindset and um, you cannot control Boris. You cannot control the government. You cannot control COVID. Even people in the highest um, roles in society and government cannot control these things, but you can control your business, serving your clients, um, creating new opportunities and solutions. And I actually think, um, these are very exciting times, Jay. The Roman Empire lasted 2,000 years. It, won, it was one of the longest ever empires. But, of course, even the Roman Empire was broken up, just like the Great British Empire. And when empires break, like, say, retail, you know, big corporations, that brings a new order of entrepreneurs, small business owners, disruptors, innovators. So, actually, right now, we're going to have more seeds of opportunity than we've probably had in a decade, even though we've got more destruction and chaos because they always happen simultaneously about i was just thinking about something as well Rob, because you know um this last week i probably had the uh the worst backlash that i've had for for content in my eight years doing social media and i think as well it comes down to um very much like uh, i i take a very stoic approach to stuff i take a very uh military approach to things um when they talk about carrot and stick i'm definitely more of the um compassionate stick i, I think than the uh, loving carrot if that makes sense and how have you found um the response to yourself with this in the way that you approach it with content and how has others responses been to your content over the last couple of weeks. I'm just like personally uh, fascinated to hear if you've had any kind of um, backlash at all from anything that you've uh, said over the last couple of weeks or angered people which, you know, surprised you in some way. Have you had any of that over the last couple of weeks? I had more of it in lockdown 1.0. Um, I made a statement about the GCSEs, you know, when they released GCSE results, but based on predicted, not actual, because they obviously couldn't do the exams. And a lot of people were really angered about that. And I understood that. But I said, you know, maybe that anger is latent and maybe you should focus on what you can control and see the upside and maybe get your kids into entrepreneurship if you didn't think they got the results they want. And if, if there's any um, kid who's done GCSE who didn't get the results they want, email me and I'll, I'll, I'll look at maybe giving you some work experience. And I got a massive backlash from that, from people saying, no, it was wrong. We got screwed over. The lesser areas got screwed over. Rob, you know, you're wrong. You should retract the statement. It's all very well for you to say. And I got quite a big backlash. Um, but actually, I enjoyed the backlash because it taught me more about the subject. Um, people see backlash as bad. Um, well, if I, you know, if we go back to my fundamental belief that everything uh, that has a downside has an upside, um, backlash will give you more virality of your content. It will get more engagement. The algorithm will love a good backlash on your social media. And it challenges you. And if you have the stoic approach, Jay, you'll be able to look at all that backlash and go, hmm, there's a lesson in there for me. I wonder if I need to do more research on my content. I wonder if this is the sign of my growth and my it's, I've stepped up in my level of influence. I know you had a massive viral video, didn't you? Which I love. Yeah, that I, 
I think, yes, I mean, I think one of the biggest things um, that was an understanding of me, I've had this week, I've had 18 and a half million views on my content just this first week. Yeah. Um, And I've probably had backlash from 300 people. So when you you consider 0.0, I think it's 0.0025 people, um, why would you give you know, you need to give the adequate amount of energy to that. So anything yeah. more than 1% is 99% too much in that situation. Yeah. And like anything, you know, the way that we're wired, we tend to, um, you know, shrug off the positive and hyper-focus on the negative criticism. Uh, yeah. And I haven't had something like that for, for a while. So it caught, sort of took me off guard for a couple of days. But then probably... You know, a, a, a hurried version of that grief cycle is just like, mm-hmm. oh, I, actually, I can accept this now because this is this is growth pains. This yeah. is actually understanding that you know something that I always say is that you can you know you can rescue an old lady from a burning building, but there'll still be someone out there who thinks you're a prick. So yeah. Yeah. still understand that no matter what you do in this world, someone is still going to think you're a prick, and it says more about them than it does about you. Um, yet, you know it. I think with the con- from the content point of view, it was a mistake, and I, I, I held my hand up, and it, it was an edit. It was more of an editing mistake because I. I what, did you, what, what was it? Okay. What happened? Um, so ba- basically, I had this. Uh, I, I did a long video like with these lockdown lives, and I, was, I always speak about different tips of things. And one of my things was eight tips for ex- um, for surviving lockdown two point uh, And I've had a quote for the last two years called "No one cares," um, and what it is about is when I was going through a really tough stage, um, I was searching through um, Amazon and I found the world's smallest violin. Um, And I bought it for myself because what it reminded me of was that um, no matter what I'm going through at the moment, the world is playing a small violin because everybody else has problems. What matters now is what you do in this situation. And if you understand that nobody cares but you, then you understand that you know the, the circumstances that happen in are outside of your control, but there are things that you can control, and what you can control is where you pivot and change and move from from here. And that kind of climbed me out of a lot. And because of that, I always say to people, look, understand that if you're going through a rough time, no one cares but you. And what I want people to take from that is the fact that it's only you that can rescue yourself. Yes, you're going to have support of others around you if you ask for it. And by all means, please ask for it. Because something that shocked me um, last year, which I donated you know, a percentage of my uh, online programs to the campaign Again, Living Miserably is, uh, you know, and being ex-military, is that a lot of people think that um, asking for help is a weakness and that there is nobody out there to help. Um, and that is a very different mentality to something that I'm obviously saying. I'm, I'm not saying no one cares, so you might as well. What I'm saying is you yeah. need to take responsibility and, and you can get out of this, basically. And um, and it depends on where you are in your life and your experience and the things that you've heard. But I clipped, basically, me playing a violin um, to people. Say, here's your businesses crumbling, here's this, here's a little violin for, just for you. Um, so right. <laughs> So when I look back and realise that because of the, a lot of the viral videos that I had a lot of new people follow me that they didn't understand, the, obviously, what I've been talking about for the last few years, I was like, fuck, okay, that was a mistake, own up to that, um, and here's what I meant. 
obviously some people was like, yeah, cool, I get that. And other people were like, no, not good enough. <laughs> You've ruined yeah. yourself kind of thing. And it's very fascinating because, um, you know, we are going through a big anger stage at the moment. And I think, you know, there are certain things that make us feel better. And it's when we do good things for people or when we see bad things happen to others. Um, however, there's only um, one of those things which actually deep down do make yourself feel better in the long term. And there's definitely one thing that only makes you feel better in the short term. Um, and something you know that I read which was fascinating was that in the English language, we don't have a word for taking joy in others' success. There is no English word. There is in Buddhism, which is mudita, but it's like, right, actually, people don't celebrate other people's wins. People see that as, I think people see success as, something I said is like, it's a, there's a bottle of it. And when it's passed out to other people, it means that you don't get any. And I think that's one of the biggest problems in this country that a lot of people are reluctant to tell people at the moment that they're doing well or they're getting some success because that basically says to a lot of people, you've stolen mine. And that is where a lot of the anger comes because they put these people on pedestals and when, if and when they do fall, that makes them feel better. So instead of saying, are you okay? A lot of people go, ha 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 ha, I knew it. Or, oh, that makes me feel better about my situation. Mm. And these are a lot of really you know, ingrained things in a lot of people's heads. And I think it's an, uh, very much uh, a natural default setting to a lot of people that they, you know, 15 years ago, 10, maybe even 10 years ago, that's how I felt. Um, and I think a lot of it comes down to insecurity because it's kind of, oh, well, that person's failed, so I don't feel so bad about my failures. Yeah. And it, yeah, it was just, it was just fasc fascinating for me because uh, I learned a hell of a lot about probably more about editing my content than actually uh, the word the words I was saying because I, I stand by those words. I very much uh, have always. And there is a, a quote in uh, in, in that the Stoics used to use in Latin called "amor fati," which means the lover of all fate. And one thing that that teaches you is that everything that happens to you, both good and bad, you should uh, enjoy. And it kind of fucks people's heads up because they're like, well, no, because I don't like the bad times. It's like, no, no, what you don't understand is that you don't get gratitude from simple things without difficult things coming your way. Mm. You know, you don't feel, you don't enjoy a sunshine until you've had days and days of darkness. I don't enjoy going out for a walk, which I can easily take for granted until I've been self-isolating for two weeks without doing it. You don't enjoy actually the, the ease of just walking into a gym and lifting some weights when you, you've had that taken away from you. Mm. Uh, yeah. I think a lot, a lot of it. Context yeah. in everything. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's that hedonic adaptation. People just get used to things because they don't practice gratitude or take, or actually understand that, you know, this isn't that bad. Mm. And I yeah, we're not in a war. We could, I mean, 1920s, 19 teens, you know, we war for 10 years. It's Remembrance Day today. Yeah. Uh, some, you know, it's something that um, is very close to my heart, of course, because being uh, an ex-soldier, I think it's close to a lot of people's hearts. Um, and if people actually, you know, I think one of the most important things today, if you're going to do anything with your time, is to literally watch some videos on World War One and World War Two. Watch mm. what's happened over the last 80 years. Uh, I've got a couple of photos, which I've, uh, I always save, um, and it's of um, people sleeping in the London Underground. 
because yeah. that was the safest place to be uh, when bombs were dropping. Uh, and that's, that's perspective. It's like, right, you know, you can feel like a prison at the moment being in your home with Netflix, with uh, your iPhone, with the YouTube and the ability to learn anything you like, but let's have some perspective here. And I think that's mm. the most important thing. It's like, yeah, it's a horrible time. Of course it is. This, is. this has never happened before in anybody's lifetime. Well, most people's, but have some perspective that it, it could be worse. Uh, and, and I think that gratitude is, is so, so important. Mm. So Rob, what, what would you say, because of this year, you're going to focus more on uh, in uh, 2021? So if you're okay, Jay, I'll make this um, my last bit because yep. my, PT, my PT's actually here. He's just been ringing me. Hence, uh, you might have noticed my eye look off. <laughs> he keeps ringing me. He can wait. Um, so just touching back on a couple of things that you just said, and then I'll finish with, you know, what the year ahead's going to bring. So um, I, I know you, you see this now, Jay, but I want everyone to know this. Because I, I, I talk to a lot of people who fear criticism online. They fear putting themselves out there because there's a lot of critics, trolls, haters, punks, wankers, you know, <laughs> you know all sorts. Um, but in reality, you, you probably got your best lesson from that video that, um, you know, gave you your most challenge. Um, so one of my mentors, John Martini, would say that wasn't a mistake. You didn't make a mistake. Um, you know, you went with the best intentions to create value and actually you did create value to a lot of people. And, and whilst there were a few people who thought that was insensitive, a lot of people would have gone, you know what, Jay's right, I've got a man up or a woman up, put my big girl pants on and crack on and get on with life. And so you would have equally served as much as you challenged. I agree with you. And people criticise me for this. You know, I say, look, no one cares about you. No one's thinking about you. You're obsessed that people are thinking about you. They care about you. But, you know, we are inherently selfish beings. We have to be to survive. So whilst, you know, there are loved ones around and there are supportive people around, actually, people will generally default to selfish needs. Look at your children. You know, they, they love you, but they love you because, you know, of their own selfish needs. And I think if we can just, you know, we have to have a glass half full and, you know, we have to look positively at life. But you can't do that if you're delusional about the universal laws, um, you know, and you need challenge equally as much as support. Um, and so, you know, knowing that no one cares as much as you and you taking full responsibility for what you can control and, you know, having loved and caring people around you, I think is is really important. So, you know, I'm, I, for one, I'm grateful that you got that lesson. I'm more grateful that you got it so I can learn from you. So I don't make that mistake because that's even better. Um, we are in divided times. We are in challenging times. But you are completely right. And I've thought this each time I've got a bit frustrated i've thought we're not in a world war because a hundred years ago we were and if i think my liberty is being taken because they're making me wear a mask imagine getting called up to national service and you know having to fight maybe for political reasons that you don't agree with in a war you didn't create like they did over a hundred years ago context is everything you think your life is shit and what about the people who died in concentration camps what about people who have had there was this poor guy on social media. It just rips my heart out. It, it went viral. But um, there was a car crash with his wife and three kids and two of his kids and his wife died and he had one kid left. And I just think, you know, if, if I, if Jay, if I ever bitch and moan about something small on social media, you have permission to come over my house and punch me in the face like Mike Tyson. Because we have so much to be grateful for. We really do. And we must remember that.
so moving forward, I'm going to grow my online business uh, on the global stage, which I kind of already am doing. I've retired for about the fifth time. So I've been enjoying doing more stuff like this, more social media, more books. Um, I built a studio at home. We're developing our house and spending more time with the family. Uh, Mark and I are developing um, 147 units at the moment in our property portfolio. So, you know, we've got plenty of work to do to get that done. Um, and just trying to help as many people as I can. And one thing, again, I'm just really vibing off all the things you say, because I haven't I have not heard anything you've said since I've known you that I've really disagreed with. I think if you're in pain, the best way to get out of pain is to help someone else. I think the best feeling you get in life is when you lift other people up and support them. And I think there's a bio, biochemical um, you know, design in our DNA. I think we are rewarded for helping people you know, with the various endorphins because we are an interdependent species and we need to help each other in order to survive. So the rewards are there for helping others. Um, and being useful and valuable to society, I think, is best for your self-worth. So if you're struggling, put it into context. Remember, we're not in a world war. Go and serve a load of people. And I think you'll always be all right. Yeah, and, and I completely agree with that. I mean, I think um, selflessness to a certain um, degree produces as much selfishness beneficially to yourself as it is selflessness yeah. and beneficial to others. And that's the good, that is the... Uh, the best kind, you know, doing things for, you know, raising money for charity, uh, giving things away for free, making other people's lives better because it actually makes your life better too. So fantastic thing to uh, finish on, Rob. Uh, just want to send some massive appreciation your way. As, as I said before, we got into this, always uh, appreciative of you as a friend. Uh, everything that you do, it keeps me on my toes, keeps me fired up and uh, keeps me focused too. So thank you ever so much, Rob. Uh, and uh, look forward to catching up when all of, this, all of this is over. My pleasure. And I'm going to go and dig out my change model and share it uh, on this video because I am pissed off with myself. I always know my content and you caught me on the hop because it's so new. But I'll get that model out and I'll share it with your audience. Brilliant. Uh, ladies and gents, thanks ever so much for tuning in. If you did enjoy this, please share. And if you did manage to catch it all, A, you can watch it back. B, you can wait for lots of little bits of uh, golden nuggets which I'll be cutting from this. I'll see, you can have a listen to this on my Mindset Muscle podcast, which will be hopefully released this afternoon. So thank you everybody for tuning in and I'll see you again tomorrow for the next Lockdown Live. None of you people can tell me to stop. My town, my crown. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We know what it takes to be...